I was recently at a Land Workers Alliance weekend at the Wilderness Centre near the Forest of Dean and I went there to interview a woman called Jyoti Fernandez who's very big in that community and one of the women attending is called Yevany and Yevany came up to me <coughs> the next day and asked about my motorcycle because she's inter- interested in motorcycling um, buying a motorcycle and we got talking and she struck me as a, a fascinating young woman um, simply because she's done so much traveling and because of her personality and also because of her life experience so far so I've come to her house after she finished work this evening it's nine o'clock at night I took some photographs outside um, unfortunately it's dark but I think the photograph should do well so Yev what are you doing in Bath living and working and exploring and feeling trying to trying to feel more like a community so going to the local markets and chatting with with people as I can why is community important for you it's important for every human being to be honest in my opinion um, tribal species need connections of varying degrees and it's it's good for well-being and, and mental health and emotional health and many things how old are you 27. And where were you brought up? Um, Midlands, Cornwall, Czech Republic. Are you a bit Czech? (laughs) Yeah, I'd say so, yeah. How much? About a quarter. And what else? (laughs) Quarter Polish, although, yeah, let's say that, quarter Polish. Um, could you tell me all the countries you've been to, please? Are you sure? Yeah, go for it. Okay, right. Um, Czech Republic, Gambia, or should I say the Gambia, um, Italy, France, Switzerland, Denmark, Germany, Ay, Tanzania, mm, beautiful, also Morocco, and Norway. Yeah. Scotland? Did you mention Georgia? Georgia, oh yeah. How could I forget? Georgia, yeah, definitely. Anywhere else? America, Canada, South no, America? No, no, no. Oh, Venezuela once as a child. <laughs> With your parents? Package holiday. Yeah. <clears throat> so how come you've been to so many countries at your age? because I love to travel Um, my parents gave me a taste of it when I was growing up and I just love it it's part of my my personality my my soul you know and you travel alone normally yes aren't you afraid Um, because I started traveling when I was very young there there, there isn't that kind of risk factor adult mindset setting in I, I spoke to someone recently who said that comes in around 25 or something where idea like understanding of danger in the world and risk is is greater so no I wasn't very afraid at all um I had a very optimistic positive outlook and a sense of hmm I don't know some sort of well I felt protected or or 
Just safe and comfortable. Like, I had skills, you know? Oh, what kind? I suppose you'd call it, like, intuitive skills. Um, in terms of feeling into another person's energy and seeing, is this person safe or not? Is this situation safe or not? Um, also, I, I, I camped a lot as a child with an organisation called Forest School Camps, which teaches you a lot about self-reliance, self-care when you're out and about traveling, you know, if you're camping in nature, for example, how to make a fire, how to not be afraid of the dark <laughs> when you're outside. How are you not afraid of the dark? Oh, sometimes I am. What are you afraid of? Um, dark, like, energetic darkness. Um, I suppose you'd call it evil. Have you ever felt evil? Mm, I don't think so, but sometimes I kind of get a sense of potential goings-on that I don't want to look into too much for my own, you know, sanity, so... No, I wouldn't say I have felt it, although I think I've looked into the eyes of a man who had a lot of, well, lacking in light, I would say, and that freaked me out. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to hear the story? Go on. Um, great picking in France. I was reading a book called, oh, what was it called? Celestine Prophecies. And I found a road near me. I wanted to go and sit by some water to calm and chill out and stuff. And there was a road called Rue de Celeste. And I thought, oh, yeah, that's my road. I got ahead down there. And it said there was a bit of water on the other side, like a lake or something. So I went down and it was this cornfield. And I kept going and it started to get more rubbish and a few shoes and kids' clothes and a bit of underwear. And I was like, oh, what's going on here? Further down, there's this, like, traveller's site, I suppose you'd call it, with caravans and stuff. No one around, so I was like, I'm going to push on through anyway. Went through this underpass tunnel thing, quite a short one, and it was their toilet. And I was like, oh, no, I'm still going to go on because I'm a hardcore. <laughs> so I kept walking. And then it was just like an industrial kind of, not industrial, but they were ploughing the field probably to build on it. And uh, the, the way to get to the water was completely blocked with, like, brambles and hedges, so I couldn't go. And um, I ended up just, like asking nature for some support and this one tree was like calling and it had a very motherly energy so I went and hugged it and I felt a lot of release and, and nurturing actually from that tree and I saw a big bud of prey in the sky and then I was like oh okay cool well I'm gonna go back now so I went back came up to the underpass and there was this man just squatting and he just pulled up his trousers and I was like oh no has he seen me awkward and I didn't know what to do so I just went through, and he was doing up his belt, and I was, and I, because it was an awkward situation, I, I started some conversation like, oh yeah, I'm, so, I'm just here to look for the lake, but I didn't find it anyway, etc. And he just didn't say a word, finished doing up his belt, and stared at me. And I was looking at him, and there was nothing in his eyes that I could connect to. It was just this, like, desolation. I was like, oh shit, I need to get out <laughs> Um Yeah, and he, he had this big 4x4 that he was driving in. And um, I just skedaddled. I was like, oh, okay then, bye. And then just walked. And then as soon as I felt, you know, it was okay, I just started running back. Because I was like, wow, I've never, I've never seen that before in someone's eyes. But yes, there we go. Why were you at the Land Workers Alliance? Because 
I am interested in better ways of make of, of growing food for people. Yeah. Because I like that vibe. <laughs> I like I, I like manual labour, I like nature, I like um the idea of people just naturally having access to, you know, healthy, nutritious, chemical free food. It's it's like a birthright that I it's being fucked with and I don't appreciate that. And were you happy with what you got from the weekend? Yeah, I'd say so, yeah. Mm -hmm. So you can use that in the future? I think it was like a, a doorway into this world that I hadn't known about so much. I mean, I've heard of Land Workers Alliance before, but I hadn't um, been to any sort of events. Um, so it was just a kind of a look into this world. Um, and potentially more encouragement to to find local community who are growing and that I can join. Superb. <clears throat> well, we had some conversations around a fire um, on the second night and you were very open and it was very interesting to talk with you. And what sparked my interest, particularly in you, is that you had an experience and please don't feel like you have to talk about this but you had an experience in Georgia mm. would you mind talking about that mm, no I wouldn't mind um, because it's not as uncommon as you might think so I have enjoyed taking psychedelics in the past mostly LSD which normally goes along with a certain culture of music that I like um, and I've handled it before and I thought I was you know capable and whatnot I mean able to handle it but setting is paramount and it's not only external setting but internal setting how are you feeling emotionally mentally do you feel safe in your environment do you have people you can trust and rely on around you these are important things for your conscious and subconscious to feel okay with where you are and I was in this foreign country Georgia which is really different to other European countries I'd say that I've been to anyway with a lot of history trauma in the collective of that that nation and um, I was also feeling this emotional stress that um, I wasn't particularly taking care of and so I took one tab along with my friend who was fine as well. And um, the the trip got intense, um, but I brought it back down and things leveled out and I carried on with the trip and went home feeling, you know, sober and sane and stable. And then a few days later when I was working, um, reality started shifting and Ooh, it was a beginning of psychosis and I wasn't aware because it, everything seems to make sense to you while you're experiencing that um, and it's this almost like you're in on the joke the universal joke and everything's like ah, you just feel like you well for me it was a it was a positive bizarre quick fast-paced mental experience until one night um, I couldn't sleep which is a quite a classic symptom and also cause this is back in Britain this is back in the UK yeah after I flew home that uh, yeah I couldn't sleep and um, the mental energy was very scatty and then suddenly there was this deep dread and fear that 
I was going to be murdered, that there were people coming. Basically, men in black style, sunglasses, machine guns and, and suits um, to come and get me, which, yeah, I hadn't experienced that kind of fear since very young child. And um, it's quite overwhelming when you think you're going to be murdered or killed, you know, it's it's hardcore. So I was like, had to get out of that house because I wasn't I was actually not in a safe space not in my personal space it was I was working in somebody else's house overnight kind of thing so luckily I had a friend who found where I was and um, I left um, but shortly after that he, he didn't understand what was happening to me um, I got picked up by police and taken to psychiatric unit for observation and then this was the beginning of lockdown literally 2020 I think it was maybe a couple of days before the national lockdown <clears throat> so yeah and then I was in hospitals um, in this for about two months and yeah and then heavily medicated during that process and for quite a while after um, and that's okay. I think I'm I'm grateful for the for the system to be honest. Although it wasn't pleasant, um, they have their way of doing things, and there there are more holistic ways. But some, yeah, things are slowly changing within the NHS, which is great. Um, I've applied to be part of a research team who are looking into effects of urban environment on psychosis recovery, and psychosis being triggered as well, which is really interesting. Something that I've been aware of for quite a while. Mm. Thank you. It's starting to rain. Are you happy sitting outside still? Um, so long as your equipment's happy. Absolutely. Okay, yeah. Um, it's a nice soundtrack. Well, it is. It's rather beautiful. I don't want to interrupt this um, this interview. If it gets too much, you could go underneath the table, <laughs> perhaps. Yeah, no, I think I can handle it. Well done. Um, <laughs> has there been any um, sort of... Uh, other experiences since then have you felt okay and ha have you taken any other psychedelics since then um yes <laughs> yeah um that was a silly moment um at a festival recently i was i got friendly with a, a, a woman who was selling or trying to sell um mushrooms and i initially reject uh yeah rejected it you know i didn't want to partake and one night she was having a few and passed me a couple and I just ingested them and then went about my day and it was a very kind of unconscious act and then a few hours like an hour later when it started kicking in I was like oh why why did I just do that like I I don't want it to trigger something in me um so I had to seek some some help from a kindly well two kindly people who kind of calmed me and there was a lot of purging which was good you know vomiting um, and a kind of sense of having been through a, a psychological break and through the whole process and trying to heal that and understand my mind and my needs, emotional needs, for example, of safety and whatever, it means that I, I'm, I'm in a stronger place now. So it, it was all fine. It's all good. Um, but I think yeah. psychedelics, they can offer a break in reality which is you know possibly a relief possibly healing exciting or magical but um reality can be just as wild i think i'm, I'm gonna try and steer clear 
Well, yes, I'm quite surprised. There was no stereotype for the type of person that takes drugs, but um, you're a beautiful, intelligent, well-spoken woman, so I'm quite interested as to why you would decide to take psychedelics. Perhaps, was it because you wanted to see what happened and have an alternative reality, or was it because you felt any peer pressure? I think um, I'm quite a, I have quite an exploratory spirit so um yeah and i've i've because i've traveled around so much as a child um there's been a some lack of connection with with people and that that makes me quite strong in my individual self and then also wanting to possibly es escape or just feel something nicer than whatever i've been feeling for, so the first time I took acid, well, I was 18, I was supposed to go to a festival with my best friend and we fell out and then two military men took me under their wing who had all sorts of different drugs and they were like, uh, don't worry, we can hook you up. <laughs> and they didn't give me any um, advice or um, guidelines or anything and I ended up taking two tabs and, and I tripped out for many, many hours and it was it was low quality stuff as well. So that was, you know, not very responsible on their part or mine to be fair. But it's, I tend to be quite a dreamer and I like the higher vibe, magical kind of fairy stuff. So acid can be quite a magical way to access that. Did it make you happy? Uh, it can do, yeah. It has done. Yeah. And what was that feeling of happiness? This feeling of connection to spirit and, and the weirdness of life and like lightness and colour changing and just how everything looks a bit different than normal like because life can get quite boring and dull sometimes and what is your job <laughs> um my job is highly challenging and rewarding and i don't want to disclose what it is right now and what makes you happy these days if you're not taking psychedelics um, learning about nature and the gifts she has for us, like the medicine in, in, in the different kinds of foods. And also I'm interested in um, just, yeah, properties of all, all, all kinds of natural foods and what's native to the UK and how can I possibly connect with Celtic ancestors? Because although I am of Slavic origin, half the other half is celtic uk based um really interested in in healing in general um yeah very interested in also how how can i optimize my physical experience on this planet because the body is a precious thing and i love the idea of qigong and i really want to get back into practicing it because it's such a gentle subtle powerful way of moving and breathing yeah you said something to me which i was also very interested in and correct me if i'm wrong but you said that you don't get emotionally or romantically involved in relationships is that correct so far yeah can i ask why um i think it's because i really love freedom for myself and lack of responsibility and low stress I, I don't handle stress very well so with relationships often comes stress because 
things get brought up really fast. They're like um, mirrors and catalysts for healing, I would say. So I enjoy connecting with people and, and having that physical affection and connection. But um, in the past, I found it too intense to actually attach. And now I don't necessarily see the point. Like it's not something that drives me or something I particularly want. I don't dream about having a partner. I'm very happy to experience life right now as is. Do you feel like you're missing out on anything? Because you said you like physical affection, but you're not prepared or able to allow yourself to enter into something that's romantic. Do you think that maybe you would be romantic in the future? Um, yeah, relationships come and go for me and I can easily say goodbye and... Um, wow! <laughs> I hope that, did you hear that? There was uh, some thunder in the air. <laughs> Um, yeah, sorry. <laughs> was that your body talking? <laughs> yeah, it was, yeah. Are you hungry? No, no, it's okay. I've had my Weetabix. <laughs> um, yeah, relationship-wise... Um, what was the question? If you could ever um, engage in a romantic relationship or in do the future. I, do I miss... Do I, do I feel that lack of physical connection because I like... Um... Not massively, no. I, I, I think, for personal uh, historical reasons, my sexual energy has been diminished or suppressed, and I don't tend to want to activate it. So it's not like, because you know, when the more you focus on something, the more it grows. Uh, hence, you know, the other, the vice versa is true as well. So that means I'm not like craving too much. But the other day, I, I, my friend was talking to me about her boyfriend and how you know she likes to have a cuddle and whatnot, and it's like. Yeah, do you know what I could I could appreciate after a long day at work a hug from a nice, nice, <laughs> nice big man, not necessarily big, but you know what I mean, just like a. It's one thing with a friend, you know, a woman friend, but there's something else about that, that, feeling that sense of being held and supported and protected by, like a masculine body, a masculine energy that you love or well that you that you care about or have a connection with. It's not just any old person, do you know what I mean? It's not the same if you don't actually have a a, a, a positive relationship with each other, a connection. Mm. So you like physical emotion, but without getting attached at all? Yes, yes. I've never understood the soppy romantic, love you forever, baby, let's get married. <laughs> it, do it doesn't have to be like that. No. No. No, I get it. I just, I just think it's foolish to, to fall in love. I, it's, it, yeah. Only fools fall in love. Is that a song? It's not, it's, it's not even, it's not like I'm blocking. It's not like I'm telling myself, oh, don't, don't love that person. It's just like, I, my spirit doesn't have this. It's strong attachment. It's, it's bizarre. I don't know. Perhaps you just haven't met the right person yet. Yeah, and maybe people are built differently so maybe and also yeah it's possibly level of maturity and development yeah so do you feel like it's a particularly different or rather difficult generation to be growing up in right now your generation what's it like I don't know I'm from a different generation but are you finding it 
hard and troubling to be in this world at the moment, given what's going on with governments and countries? Mm, yes, I would say so. Although I am of an age where I had a lot of chance to travel and I took it while it was still very, well, quite easy and cheap. And I, and I have my ways, like a lot of people do. You know, there's work away, au pairing, um, couch surfing, hitchhiking, camping. You can do a lot of stuff on the on the cheap. Um, I, I love my gent, my being the age I am is epic. I think I've come into this life, like many people my age, ready and like raring to go. Like, let's just heal this shit. Yes, I had a, an, an, some stuff happen in childhood. And yes, I'm going to go to therapy and learn about attachment styles and how to take care of my inner child. And because we know we're here for something more than just working, paying bills and, and going to, you know, for a drink on Saturday. It's like... That's, that can be satisfying for some people, for sure, but... Yeah, there's a lot that needs to... That's, that's changing on the planet. So I'm happy to be my age, although... One caveat is... The conversation around gender is getting out of hand. And it's... It's, um, it's bizarre and... Unbalanced, and I... Yeah, it's... You, <laughs> It's not for me, so I try, I'm trying to keep my um, my my head out of that kind of cloud. I don't need it. And, and luckily we're in the UK, you know, because compared to America, shit's hitting the fan over there. It's, it's all a bit crazy. So can we talk ab about happiness, please? <laughs> um, when is when have you been most happy in your life? Are you really happy now? Oh, yeah. Um, I'm really happy now, actually. Yeah, it's amazing. I feel great. Uh, and that also... Oh, it's. I I I ew. <laughs> so much to talk about when it comes to happiness and other feelings. Um. I used to camp, as I mentioned before, with forest school camps, and I still do. And um, they offer this familial, tribal sense of community in nature, with zero technology and zero basically other amenities it's proper back to basic stuff but there's a lot of happiness and joy and silliness and singing and dancing and dressing up and playing and skills you know like axing and woodwork and firelighting and um people strangers come together for two weeks and connections are made very fast and um, there's a lot of affection that happens there um, which is beautiful. Um, yeah, I think happiness has come slowly for me after I um, started to accept myself and see myself as likeable, lovable, valuable, or that I had positive qualities because my mind was very negative focused and I think CBT helped with that because after the psychosis I got to have some CBT on the NHS and um, that set the, the ball rolling um, but it's really tough to change your, the way your mind thinks but um, definitely worth the effort Um, and in the future what are you looking forward to doing? Do you have any plans, aspirations, dreams, ambition? Yeah, um, in the future I'm looking forward to 
learning skills to do with um, building, like natural building, um, using natural local resources. Um, I'd like to learn some other skills, um, possibly motorbike riding. Also, <laughs> um, poi, you know, playing poi, that's like a flow, a flow toy with fire. Um, just developing these small interests and, and being able to increase my knowledge around um, life health giving foods so that I can be able to help other people and, and also get to some optimum level of health or yeah what other things I think a main, a main goal it tends to be quite vague but a sense of freedom in, in the way I run my life so that there's enough time and energy to do things like um, foraging, preserving, um, kind of maybe maybe they're classed as leisure activities because they're not paid work but I think that's like basically what life is. <laughs> I think we shouldn't have to be working the, the, the amount we are and that the joy and, and in life comes from the things you choose to do. The, that are outside of that although I, I understand work can be very enjoyable for people and there's so much value when it, when it comes to structure in, in the workplace because you, you can learn so much and yeah develop develop your professional career and all sorts what are the leisure activities you enjoy the most at the moment outside of work hmm To be honest with you, I find that hard to answer because work takes up the majority of time, so the rest of time is, is based on just regulating nervous system, like just practicing yoga, breathing, um, reading something that I enjoy, or listening to something that I enjoy, or making making things actually. So I suppose they are leisure, leisure things, it's just they're not happening regularly or a lot because basic needs take priority after work to be honest with you what have you read recently that you enjoyed oh there's an incredible book called the cure for sleep by tanya shadrick um english writer and she wrote a kind of it's 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 her autobiography but done in a novel style and the way it's written is was just so nourishing for my mind like a really hearty meal um, very nutritious literature <laughs> yeah I enjoyed it a lot and what kind of music do you like? <clears throat> I love reggae I love psytrance I love folk music I like hmm, electronic really chill stuff dub psydub um, world music as well yeah. can you give me the name of an artist that comes to mind immediately? Marcus Gadd big big name in reggae he is um not massive but his his soul is just very pure his spirit comes through in a very pure and strong way and um the lyrics to his songs are deep and meaningful and beautifully written and each tune is very different from the other which is great because a lot of reggae can sound very very um repetitive in terms of the melody and rhythm and tune basically well, I'm aware that time is getting on because you work from 8 this morning until 8 this evening 
and you need to go to bed. Is there anything I haven't asked you you'd like to mention that you think is important, generally, or about happiness? Hmm. Put yourself first. Um, care about other people. Do what you can. But put yourself first. And happiness should should flow and follow especially if you are disconnecting from technology and spending quality time with yourself and taking care of all the emotions that come up um, in a, in a non-judgmental way um, yeah and let yourself play 